Yes, hello. Welcome to the Top 4 Podcast. We are back once again, arguably the best football podcast in the world. Uh, we had a little break, but we're all back. Myself, Friendy, Yoki, he's got the uh, got the laugh, so we're going to move straight on. Nathan and Pash, all the boys together once again to talk about football. We all good, lads? I just want to check in. All good, all good. You know, yeah. you know, yeah, man, and we all all good. Yeah, everything all right yeah. at home. Been, been lovely, like missed you all. Yeah, you boys, man. You boys got a couple of fresh haircuts. Well, Tez has. Yeah, but uh, well, Tez so got a proper all, one. Only me. Spot, <laughs> to, to, to all the Spotify listeners, I am looking clean. But um, <laughs> only anyway. I would shave my head the week before they announced barbershops reopen because I thought it would be another like two months or something. But hey, it is what it That's is. That's all right. At least you've not been like you know um, boasting about having inside information about stuff or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then still doing it. You know, so it's all good. Um. But yeah, um, so a couple of things we want to get into. Uh, a lot of football since we last talked. And uh, we're going to take a little bit more of a focus at the other end of the table. Um, the ugly end of the table. Uh, 20 to the bottom six to be precise. A little task that we thought of doing before the show was we all had to think of the player from the bottom six clubs that we, that we would like for our team that we support. And I know what you're thinking. James, any of those players in the bottom six would play for Bolton. And I agree. So for that reason, <laughs> our, my team is going to be Tottenham. Of course, uh, Yolke and Pasha both going to have United, but they're going to pick one player each. And if they end up picking the same player, one of them's got to pick someone else. And then Nafe is obviously going to be choosing a player that he thinks would best fit Liverpool. Um, and just to clarify, this isn't necessarily the best player from the team. This is the player that would fit probably get into the start 11 or at least get into the 18-man squad um, from the bottom six due to his position and quality. Um, so if you don't know and you've been not a football fan, the bottom six are Sheffield, West Brom, Fulham. It's an American then. Fulham. So Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen on the goal? Goal, goal oh, yeah. No, Remember yeah. my game against Fulham? He watched my game against Fulham, man. Um, <laughs> spit all over my screen. And... <laughs> Um, oh, Fulham, uh, <laughs> Brighton, Burnley, and Newcastle. That's the bottom six. So one player from each. Who wants to go first? I feel like let's go, let's go, um, Yoki first, and then we'll go. Pasha can go at fourth because we want to split up the United talk. All right. In in advance, uh, sorry if I pick the player that you had in mind, Pash, but it's got to be Tarek Lamptey for me. The the Brighton right back. It's got to be. Um, I think mainly for we needed right back anyway in terms of what we need as a as a Man United fan. But you know all the competition that we've got. You know we've got three left backs, but one right back. So if Wan Bissaka gets injured or you know the worst can happen, then we have got no one really to slot in straight away. Someone will be playing out of position, um, or we bring someone up from from the younger squad. So I think Tarek Lamptey will definitely be good competition for Wan Bissaka. You know, you get you play all the cup games kind of like Tellers does now. Um and we know then if for some reason Wan Bissaka gets injured, we got, you know, pretty good experience right back and he's been doing bits this season as soon as he has been playing. I know he's he's had some injuries though, right? This season. Yeah. He's been I, quite I unfortunate. And I, I he had a red card. I remember a game where he got a red card as well. So I think he was unlucky to get that, wasn't he? Yeah. I did think that so. get overturned? Yeah, I don't think like that you one said, did. Like Pash said, it was definitely controversial. Yeah. 
Yeah. I felt bad for young players. Well, I, I think he'd be honestly. I think he's better he than one. I think he'd be better than one Basaka if he got a run of games. I think one Basaka is one of the best defensively, but I think Tarek Lamptey's can be streets ahead of him going forward. Yeah, one Basaka think... looks a bit lost when he goes forward, like he's on ice skates or something. I think he can really be a good option if we wanted to play differently because like I said Wampasaka he tries to go forward and blesses that I know he puts real good effort into it but he just can't do it he's awful he, he can't used to be a winger past. as well which is really weird um, but yeah he does, like he doesn't know which way he's going he trips over his own legs and that as well yeah uh, he's just a different kind of, of right back which I think will bring good variety as well as competition I, you know I see nothing but positives bringing in someone like Tarek Lamptey um, so yeah out of those six teams I think he's number one spot for sure he's more of a wing uh, right wing back and Wampasaka is definitely more of a traditional right back isn't he yeah in terms of like their their skills and what they are yeah yeah. I think you make that comparison with most fullbacks in the league you know in terms of comparing to Wampasaka it's always the same because I think he is the best one-on-one right back in the world defensively like with his tackling but yeah, man, going forward, he's just, yeah, he's just crap. What are you laughing at, Tez? What do you want to laugh at me? I, look, so I was trying to get in there, but I think, um, yeah, I think defensively, he's obviously um, one of the best, if not one of the best right back in the league defensively. Um, but I just find it amazing. What I was smiling because I thought Nate done his head and I thought he was doing that at the moment you said. That's why I was smiling. But for me, <laughs> I feel like Juan Basaka gets a lot of stick. It's just, it shows how the game has changed so much that Wan-Bissaka is so good defensively, but yet he just gets, rather than, I mean, he does get praised, but rather than being like, oh my God, how amazing is he in right back for, and Luke Shaw's obviously playing amazing. I almost feel like Luke Shaw playing so well this season is now, has played just as well, but with his attacking threat. It's sort of made people look down on Wan-Bissaka because he doesn't attack. He's he's gone a bit off formula. If you watch United Weekend, we call he's, I don't know. I think it's the lack of competition. You've seen Luke Shaw just absolutely up his game and gone into Roberto Carlos because Telles has come in. And I think Juan Basak is too comfy at the moment. He, he just has a lot of like misplaced passes. He can still do like the, the last ditch tackles and that, but compared to last season, he's fallen off hugely, I think. Uh, would you take him in England, squad uh, for Euros? Or do you think the competition is too hard? Yeah. Um... Him and Trent, when they're competing for the spot, I gotta, well, you got Reese James as well. I was gonna oh, say, Reese James um, would be, my but this is the issue. Choice. I think, um, I think, I don't know, it's tough. I, I, I think you can't really take three right backs to the to your plane, so though. I think it's difficult. I mean, personally, I feel like Trent's going, you know, what I mean, there's no doubt, despite. You know, he's going, even though I think he needs to move more forward now. And I don't know if he's, if for England, the right back is the best position for him. He's going. I don't think he, I don't think he'll go to the Euros. I think. Well, I, think I don't, I don't think the he only thing either. that might have, help him is, and this could obviously go against him because I know he's had injuries as well. It's injuries. I think he's third. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you can't take three right backs to the, to the Euros. So Wambasaka is definitely the third choice. Um, Based off his based off his attacking threat that is non-existent. Even though part of me thinks you should bring a attacking right back and then once more defensive. If you want to see off a game in the quarters, if we get that far or something like that. But the way the game is and the way that Trent and Reese James both have had injuries, one of them might drop out and then you're like stuck with Wan Basaka starting potentially. So I think that Trent and 
Reese James will go. But if, they have, if there are any injuries, then Wembasaka is definitely going to be going. And then the to do with this, like we've sort of we've gone on to talk about Wembasaka, but like how Lamptey gets into that slot in the future is a tough one. Um, I, think, I, I think he'll have to play for a big, bigger club. We've seen it time after time with England. They only usually pick players that play for the big, big top six. There might be some players who are just completely outperforming other players, but because they play for a lesser team, they won't get, they won't get looked at. Um, yeah, I so agree. I, I think Lamptey will have, if he is going to make England's gone in the future, he will have to make a move. And I think he will, I think over the next couple of years, I can see him going to Arsenal or somewhere like that. I think that, I, I don't know why. I, see, that I think he was at Arsenal, wasn't he, Tarek Lamptey? Was he when he was younger? Yeah, youth, was yeah I think yeah, he got dropped by a deep top sixteen. I'm pretty sure it's Arsenal. The thing is with Wambasaka, I think he knows that he's not going to get the call to England because I've seen in the press recently he's come out and said if he doesn't get a call up this year, he's going to represent uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, which he used to do when he was younger, like in the when he was up and coming. So I think deep down he probably he's probably seen the competition. He probably knows deep down because you know, like you said, Trent's already despite the poor season he's had, he's already got a name for himself and he's just slap-bang in that team anyway. Um, and yeah, it's someone like Reece James. They've got loads of right-backs, haven't they? Like, yeah, but Reece James is top draw as well. Like, he is a yeah, top player. definitely. And he um, offers the threat from the free kicks as well. He's, he's, he's a top player. He's got a worldly goal in him every now and then as well, he? Yeah, he scores some absolute screamers, to be fair to him. So, um, we're trying to stick to the bottom six, but we end up talking about England and Man United, <laughs> which is fine. Talking about England is fine by me. It's a nice breath of fresh air. But... Um, Nath, who have you picked um, out of the bottom six teams who would best fit into the Liverpool squad right now? Um, looking at defenders, and I don't know, obviously with the injuries that they have had, and you know, we, we've replaced a few defenders and something getting in the team at the moment. Maybe getting another defender in might be a little bit nice, just as a bit of a backup for guess someone quite young, someone who has played a few games, get a few clean sheets this season. I was looking again at another Brighton player, Ben White. He's had eight clean sheets this season, you know. He's, he's not bad. He's, he's only 23 years old. I think, like I said, I don't think he'd be getting into the team every week, but especially when there's issues, you know, injuries, things like that. I think playing with a team like Liverpool, he can come along quite far, become like a really good defender. Um, again, he's another English player. Maybe one day, carries on the way he's going. He's still young, so... He was, he was quality for Leeds in the Championship. To get yeah, promoted. there controversy over that, wasn't there? Well, didn't they... Didn't he want to go Leeds like really badly? Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened there, but I think yeah, and one of my mates of Lee fans saying that they they was they were ninety percent sure that he would end up a full time Leeds player, but never happened. So I'm not too sure on the details though. Just to correct myself, Tarek Lamptey was a Chelsea player, not an Arsenal player. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, I knew that. I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, but then again, it was interesting. Better, like, I wasn't expecting you to name that player, so. Yeah, I was just I was thinking in my head more defensive. Um, I think if I had like a second choice, just as a player, as a bit of a backup, I, I, you know, Callum Wilson's decent from Newcastle. You know, someone quite low down, good attacking player, but he, he is quite injury prone. I mean, he's he's got a pretty good record for him as well. I think it's fifty odd goals in like one hundred and forty odd games, which is that's not bad at all to me for a team like Newcastle. I think that's a pretty good attacker, but he's twenty nine years old. You wouldn't guess so much of a game to go for like more defensive player, you know. Someone who might have a bit of a chance, especially in the current situation that we're in. Always going to be a defender, wasn't it, for Liverpool? But just with the state you guys are in. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, but fingers crossed, you know, things are looking a bit better now, you know, with Nat Phillips and 
come back. They had a decent game the other day, but like I said, it's all about the bottom six. Yes, this week. So we're not going to go any. Further I think that's a that. good pick, Ben White. I think that's. I think it's all right. I mean, um, I'm not sure how old he is, but I'm sure he's quite young. So twenty three. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the chance to you know, I think any defender, young defender, who go to Liverpool would learn a lot. Um, what mm. we're under Van Dijk once he's on the training ground. So, yeah, good shout. Um, mm. we've gone for we've gone for two defenders so far, and I'd love to say that I'm going to break the mold. Um. <laughs> With like go for an attacking player, but I'm not. Um, so for Tottenham, I think I have gone for Nick Pope. Um, oh, nice. Because yeah, I show. think that really good show. Laurie, I, I love how you pick a player for Tottenham. First I know. Of I think. <laughs> well, I mean, He's a massive Tottenham fan. Though, isn't you he? should say the player I'm picking for Jose Mourinho. Is... Yeah. yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> Mourinho, he texted me uh, Jose, just before this and was like, I don't want Jolinto, but I'll take um, Nick Pope. Um, yeah, I mean, Lloris, I, I, you know, done amazing things in his career, but I feel like he is definitely like on that way down now. Um, and it's always awkward getting rid of a player that's like been at a club for so long and been such a big part of it. And obviously he's like turned down bigger clubs or apparently has, and he stayed there, but you know, in a similar situation to what I think they might be in with the when United might be in with De Gea in maybe one or two seasons or even in the summer. Summer's probably a bit too early, but in one or two years. Loris now, it's like, you know, I've been disappointed by Tottenham, like just because I like Mourinho. I've just been disappointed by how they played, but they have scored a lot of goals. They've had negative games, but they've scored. I think they were, the, they might not, might not have been the first in the league, but they were definitely, they hit 100 goals very quickly for the season. And I think the problem is their individual errors in defence and goalkeeper has been. If they had that, they would. I think they would be easily, easily top four if they had like an extra defender and a better goalkeeper at the moment. So, yeah, Nick Pope. Um, How old is Pope? And is, he kick, is he kicking on at the moment? I think he's like twenty-eight. I want to say, uh, like, no. so he's young for a keeper. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, I think he should be England number one. Um, yeah, I, agree I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, but I don't I think, think he will be. I just don't. No. I think too, I think Southgate was Pickford. They're too they're too stuck with Pickford. We needed. Seems... I need. I mean, as an English fan, we needed to come in and just sack Pickford off, and that would have made Southgate have to make it. But he's hmm. like sort of um and that. So you know. So yeah, um, Nick Pope uh, definitely would have been in. And um, yeah, that's a good shout. I don't really. I, I was I was really stuck with someone else, but I don't want to say just in case. Yeah, I got, a, I, got a, I got a shout out. So well. maybe we'll after after Pash has gone, we yeah, could just yeah, quick, yeah. very quickly, just say the people we were thinking of going. Yeah. So yeah. Well, no, I was gonna say we like Nick Pope quickly before you go off him. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was up there as well for me. I thought, but when you got to keep like Allison in the team, you know, you couldn't have a Nick Pope in that team. I mean, he needs to be a first team player. It's like you can like so. That's why I kind of didn't go ahead with him a little bit. But he's a, yeah, that's he's a really good shout. Laurie's been. I think he had a bad shoulder injury about two years ago or in the last couple of years. He broke his arm, be, didn't he? Yeah, he hasn't been the same since. And I think the only thing is keeping him there and that. He is on the decline but because he's a World Cup winner. So he's always got that to back him up, hasn't he? I know, but will he, will he, like the thing with, he he could probably go to a European club and mm. and play like yeah. Champions League or Europa League. I feel like, do you know what I mean? He could go to a French Lyon. Do you know what, something like that? He could still probably do a job for them. Um and he could probably sort of do a job for Tottenham if Tottenham want to just hang around eighth, seventh, sixth place. But I think if they want to go to the higher, they got they got to replace him. And I think Joe Hart's happy sitting on the bench, so this, they're going to have to get rid of Lloris and put in um, Nick Pope. 
Um, but yeah, so Pache. Um, Pache. I was just who, looking at that. I don't know why who, where the eye is going. Pashy, look. Um, <laughs> who who have you for? picked for United? So for United, I think we need a right back. Obviously, Jack's covered that. Lamptey was one of my first thoughts. I think he's looking at the bottom bottom six teams. Brighton seems to have the best squad, like a lot of young good players. Yeah, um, definitely. I feel like United need Lallana, a CDM. Well back. I feel like United need a CDM and a right winger, but. Um, I've gone with, and I might butcher his first name here, Yves Basuma. Well, I don't know if it's Ives quality. or Yves. Equality player. That's, that's my he's, second pick. He's, that was my he's, he's about 24. He's an absolute powerhouse. He, he, play, he, he can play CDM box to box, but he's just a beast. He, he, I, feel, I think Arsenal and United have been linked to him. And I think he could be a steal. Whereas a lot of clubs are looking at Rice, which is probably going to cost him like 80 mil. You can probably pick him up for about 30 mil. 30, yeah. And mm. he just looks like a tank. Um, I think he came from Lille about two years ago to Brighton. Um, and I think he can do anything. He can take what United need is to get the ball from the back to the front. With Fred and McTominay, they just can't link up the forwards or Bruno. And I think with him, he'll actually receive the ball, be able to drive up the pitch and then link the other players in. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what we need. Yeah, great shout. It's, a, it's, a type, it's the type of business that United won't do. It's smart business and they won't do that. They'll rather, and I like Rice, but they'd rather spunk load of money on Rice or an English player, to be honest. Yeah, so he'll be a lot. He'll names. be, I mean, Rice is probably going to be what, 70 mil? Yeah, probably that'd to be, get. That'd be good I think they want more than they. If we did get Rice, we could. You know, take maybe 30, 25 men off and get, leave them with Lingard. Mm. Yeah, he's doing bits for them, so I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, but then it. you could just, yeah, but then you probably you could probably sell Lingard and then just use all that money to buy um, Basama. Yeah, I don't know. Basuma. 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 I don't know his, his first name, Ives, Ives. Eve. Eve. Yeah. Eve, uh, Eve. Like Eve St. Laurent. Yeah. I'm going to call him Eve. He's from West Africa, is it Mali? Mali. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks class, yeah, yeah funny enough, that's my second choice as well. It's Lanty then Basuma for sure. Oh, really? Both both of them are quality. So, so I was the only one to go for a non-Brighton player. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I really got some good players. I was thinking Callum Wilson. I was like, nah. And then I was thinking um, St. Maximin, but he just, he's been I mean, I got an, all this season. I got another shout-out, which is um, another defender, but Ajayi, West Brom. I think he's a great player. Um, yes, yeah. He's probably but yeah. In terms United, of attacking though? options, from hmm? where's he fitting at United though? Back and I said not necessarily for United, but he's he's got the most potential. I know we're McGoldrick take over Martial's place, no problem. <laughs> yeah, walk in, son. Yeah, <laughs> no he'd walk into a starting yeah. eleven. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if for any reason Bay obviously goes or is too injured to even play football, I think Ajayi's would be a good replacement for him. So a rotation player, backup for for Lindelof and Maguire. Um, I just really like the way Ajayi plays. Obviously, he's really threatening the box. He's got a couple of goals. Um, he's probably better at headering the ball than Maguire to start with. Um, so I think he's another great player down in that bottom relegation zone. Um, I had um, Ben Mee down as well. Um, mm. I thought Pash might have picked him, but I think you know. Look, Tottenham just need defenders in. Um, very similar yeah. to Spurs. Um, yeah, and I think he's a really good. I also think he's really underrated. Um, a good player. And then I had, in terms of attacking players, I had Wilson as a backup striker. But that's if they get rid of um, 
Vinicius, who I actually think is really good as a backup yeah. striker, but he's not really been given a chance. And then um, Luke, Lukeman, but I was going to say Lukeman, and then I remembered that he's on loan. So I, thankfully I didn't say him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of good players down there. Spe- thinking of Spurs defenders, I was, I was really happy that they... Well, I was kind of happy and gutted that they signed Joe Roden from Swans, but I really feel like he's he's had to have too much on his plate for his first season as a Premier League player in in a team like Spurs. I mean, I don't know what everyone think, else thinks of that sign. I mean, that, it kind of came as a bit of a surprise. He's from Swansea, isn't he? You said he went to some sort yeah, of school yeah. near you or your school or something like that. Yeah, but um, you're saying about that about the pressure. Do you mean, it's loads of players who have just been chucked in the mix this season, you know, and have performed well. Mm. So it's funny, if you like... You get paid to play. Do you mean you've got to accept that pressure sometimes? I'm not taking the chances, isn't it? When you... That's it. Yeah, like you know, like going back. Like, I don't want to go back. Like I said, you want to speak about the teams again, but like people like Nat Phillips. Do you mean he's come in? He started performing really well. I don't yeah. think he's put a foot wrong, and I, I I don't know why we haven't been using him more. But it's good to see his potential now. Do you mean like but if a player like Joe Road on then he should really be taking this opportunity to show what he's gone. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a massive platform now playing for Spurs and obviously chance at the Euros to do oh. bits of the Euros as well in the summer. I mean he's it's a hell of a year for him to be fair. Yeah. I want him to do well. Do you know what I mean? Like we need the players for Wales. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, Spurs definitely need to build out their that defence a bit more, I think that's all they're missing from Spurs to be honest. Like Jose, Jose Mourinho I think I think um the I think he's gonna Jose. I don't think you know unless they lose loads more games, he'll be there and the, he'll be there next season. Jose, um, I know he's definitely gonna be. They can't afford uh, a second. I know, and I think I think he's gonna sort the defense out, and then we'll make predictions for next season. Next season, uh, I think, but I yeah, think they'll go for Spunia. I think he's, he's been long term, uh, long term Jose Mourinho target for ages since he's been at United and that. Is that but who yeah. was talked about going to United? Yeah, yeah, he's been linked to United for a while. I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the players. In Europe, have been linked to United now. Oh yeah. yeah, that's what drives their price up now. To you, well, to United, uh, drives up the price for them. Sorry, we get Haaland and something. Don't worry about that. Fuck off, will you? Okay, so I think um, <laughs> we were also going to do a new segment this week. Um, um, Yoki, do you want to do you want to take it away? Introduce the segment and uh, get it get it off the road. Yeah, sure. So, um, top four podcast Prat of the week. Could be anything football related, player, fan, manager, anyone. Oh, presenter on this podcast. <laughs> presenter on this podcast, yeah, pundit, anyone. Um, so it's just where we highlight um, a prat in the footballing world that deserves a shout out for, for their actions. Um, so yeah, f- first week of Pratt of the week. I, we're going to take a turn, so I'm going to go this week and then, you know, for example, Nick will go next week and we'll, we'll rotate it that way. But um I think uh, the way we can do it is we can give a shout out first and then we go for our actual Pratt of the Week. So technically two Pratts of the Week, but someone who's really close, you know, uh, give them a two little... Two Pratts for the price of one. Love yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> so my first shout out goes to Eric Lamella in the North London derby. Um, scoring a worldie and getting sent off. Brilliant, classic uh, Eric Lamella. Worldie of a goal though, by the way. Yeah, yeah really nice goal. He's yeah, had a couple of Rabonas now, hasn't he? He's just... Hitting... Yeah, he scored, he, he... A, he scored an amazing one in the Europa League. Um I still, you know, Lamella's got so much potential, you know. Uh, He's the long-term replacement for Gareth Bale, definitely. (laughs) 
He's just yeah. a shit. It's just mad how long he's been there. Like he, they bought him like to replace Bale, and now everything is. And now Bale's you back. Know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bale's back. He can't replace Lamella's, him still. Lamella's still hanging around, not a starter. It's just, <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, it's just a weird player. One of those, one of those players. You know, if we do a segment, we could do like top ten weirdest players that are still. Yeah, in the Premier I've League. always classed him as a prat, and he was a prat on the weekend, scoring the world and getting sent off in the same game. Two yellow cards in like what six minutes? Fair play to the kid. Um, it's good effort, guys. So the 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 prat of the week goes to a gentleman called Andy Delort. Now Andy Delort is a player for Montpellier in the in the French league, right? Um, and they played a derby with with I don't know how to pronounce it Nimes Nimes N I M E S. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> now Nimes. <laughs> Nemes, I'm going to say Nemes. Sorry if I butcher it, but the Nimes. symbol for for Nemes is is a crocodile. So Andy Delort played the game. He scored a goal, and then he proceeded to go up to the cameras and eat uh, a gummy crocodile. So a sweet in the shape of a crocodile, as if he's eating their team, right? That's class. That's, that's yeah, a bit it's more great. sexual than anything. It's absolutely like. fantastic, right? Everyone's celebrating, yeah, you know, having a laugh until the goal was then cancelled by VAR, <laughs> and then four minutes later. He's got an own goal. Have we got a clip of this at all? No, I, I, I uh, tried to find no, it. No, we can drop the clip. We can drop the clip. Yeah, in I'll, the I'll drop it in the edit. Cool, yeah, I, I want to see it after because I haven't seen that. Because he uh, threw up the crocodile afterwards after the own goal. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> speaking of celebrations oh, that happened over the weekend, Newport County. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of his name now off the top of my head. Mate, um, literally yeah. scored a goal against Camp. Uh, he's like 42 years old. He's been like, whoa, 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 whoa. More cam, what? <laughs> More cam. Is that what you say? More cam. More cam. More cam. That's a fucker. Yeah. More like full ham, look. <laughs> full ham, actually. Oh, full ham. Full ham needs more cam. Hey, I, I, always backing me up. Oh, there, there's my two Pratt of the Weeks for next week, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I have a shit with like pronunciations of any fucking, even if it's English. No, basically. It has got E on the end. I should really understand that it's like more calm instead. So, but no, so what was this celebration? Mate, he literally ran over. Like basically, he used to play for more calm for quite a few years, and uh, he's he's forty two years old now. Um, the manager basically just shut him out from the team, uh, got rid of him. He, he was uh, apparently made him train on his own and shit. Made him train his own, but then he got released by the club. Um, and he was about to start the factory, and then apparently, like the Newport County manager heard about all this and said, "Oh, you know, do you want to come?" play for us instead like like he went to start for a factory about two like two weeks before something like that and anyway he started like obviously playing with Newport and uh, was playing the game the other day scored against his old team run up to the manager who like forced him out and screamed in his face <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember what he said no. he, he said he something said, like have that you can't okay. have that you can't yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that brilliant bit of karma but I don't think yeah. I love it Agree, Andy Delort, the first part of the week. I like that. I yeah. think that it, so much thought into the celebration, did it rendered useless in a matter of seconds. I didn't see this. Totally Cruz will be fuming about that celebration. Would no. he? Yeah, Tony Cruz does not like celebrations at all. I didn't think I had to clarify that. No, he's, I, I he's, he's made it publicly known. Yeah. No, no, Tony Cruz just fucking, he's come up before and said that he absolutely despises like, any celebrations. He doesn't celebrate on his own. I said, yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't fucking. Jimmy score, scored that well. world. He was in the World Cup, the free kick. Yeah, and then he didn't celebrate after that either. Did he? And then next week, Nath, you could do the proud of the week next week. Well, just like that, is it? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, well, hopefully something fun will happen. But also, if you think there's someone else that we should 
make Proud of the Week, then let us know in the comments or via social media. You know, if you see a video, you see Lad Bible post something funny and you think that's the Proud of the Week, got to be football related, let us know. Um, I think we're going to finish up on our last topic. We can't not talk about it. We had another sacking in the, well, yeah, I think it's a second or mutual agreement. No, I think he left. Another another managerial change. Um, I think one one that caught me off guard. Obviously, Chris Wilder mm. is no longer Sheffield United manager. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'll start off. I was very surprised. I thought that if he was going to get sacked, it would have been four months ago, maybe. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it would have been a long time Such ago. Such a been... weird time. To do yeah, it. a lot, a lot going on, um, which we might not be able to all talk. talk we can dissect a little bit, um, but yeah, obviously they're they're bottom, they're going down. They have been for a while, so not a lot of time. Paul Heckenbottom, former Leeds United manager, uh, in temporary charge, and I think the biggest thing that the the, the reasons that I read was that um, dispute over with the board over transfer transfers for next season. Uh, they want to bring in a new football director and Wilder's, Wilder was more old-fashioned and was like, no, no chance. Um, and then that's why he's gone. Because he didn't like it that they were, the, the power was in someone else's hands to choose the transfer. Basically, I think the, the, the Brewster signing has been quoted as being a huge factor in the fact that they don't trust him with the money anymore. Um, so they're going to give the get someone else in to, to be in charge of that and he's more in charge more of a head coach role rather than a football manager <clears throat> and that's been apparently that's been causing issues for a few weeks now and it's sort of boiled over mm. I think that makes sense from the club's perspective though I mean Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Bruce is not a great signing no at but all no. yeah potential I, think, I feel like 20 million though I, I don't know it's, it's hindsight's you know we, we I feel like at the time I thought that was a at the time, if Sheffield United have only got twenty-five million to spend, they shouldn't spend it all on the right on Brewster. But in itself, I don't. I feel like at that time he was doing well for Swansea, and it's he like was, he's such yeah. a young, young English player. Like if he if he banged ten goals at this point, everyone would be saying how good a signing and a bargain that was. Mm. You know. Yeah, true. So, you know, it's, it's Swansea, and he's probably gonna do. He's probably gonna do well. At some point now, he's just not the probably a striker you can rely on to stay up. Yeah, he said he to be fair, even the attitude like he someone sat on the bench in one game, he just looks like he just don't care, not yeah. care in the world, just sat really, there chilling. It looks like he hasn't really got the attitude that he needs uh, at this yeah, point the, in time. It's, it's, yeah. mad. it's mad that um, he had a lot of I don't want to just talk about Brewster the whole time, but he had mm. a lot, apparently, he had a lot of clubs after him. Yeah, of all the clubs he had apparently after him, Sheffield seemed like one of the stranger options. I don't know if he thought because they were so high up last season, it wasn't going to be a problem. But not that far away from Liverpool as well. One yeah. is linked to is it Celtic club <clears throat> now, or he's been linked heavily to that. As, yes, he's as linked. A few Roy Keane, Chris Wilder, Roy Keane, Roy Keane. Uh, Steve Clark, Michael Richards, assistant coach. <laughs> But with Sheffield, the reason why I feel like it's a bit on, a bit harsh from Sheffield is that I remember um, when Yeovil were in League One, Sheffield United were in League One. Yeovil went up that season. Sheffield yeah. United are struggling in League One. Got Chris Morgan in charge of them and like just not doing anything. And then Wilder gets them up back to back. Yeah, first 
season, the, wasn't it? In the first season, well, well, first two seasons, yeah. Yeah, first two seasons gets them up from League One to then Championship, then Championship to Premier League. And then gets them severed. Like, that's just... He's almost right. like... Nice, his his success has now <clears throat> gone against him. That's why I it's, feel it's like it's probably mainly his decision. I think he's got to a point now where he's like, I've done my bit. You know, I peaked. I'm not going to do any better for the club. Even if we get relegated, maybe he feels in himself that it's just his time's up with the club. So, I mean, it might be the fact mm. that, you know, because obviously in that season when they finished seventh, that's one position off European football. And considering that they, you know, three seasons before that they were in League One, you know, that's that's mental. So, I mean, to even think that, that he achieved that. playing as well. Yeah, yeah, great football last season. There was mm. there were quality to watch. You know, they had players that you know did really well. From like John Lindstrom was a key player from last season. He hasn't really done much this season. I think unfortunately it, it is coming down to individual performances this season. Um, Oli McBurney again, another Swans player who was class at Swansea. I loved him at, at Swans. Hasn't really done as much as you know you'd hope a player like Oli McBurney to do. I know he's been injured again, but when you got those striking options and you're not, you know, all you're doing is conceding. Maybe he's just looked at the situation and thought, I think someone else can do a better job here. So he's bowing out. So I, th- I honestly think it's come more from him. I, I think it's, it'd be very unfair on the club if they had forced him out after yeah. what he's done at this point in the season <clears throat> because it's such an awkward time. They, not, they, have they can't to... see themselves, can they? No, exactly. They're going down anyway. Why not prepare? If Wilder was 100% up to the job, you'd say, right, what are we going to do next season to come straight mm. back up and get back to where we were last season? If anyone could do it, it's him. If anyone yeah, could do it, exactly. it's him, 100%. But, so I think it would be very unfair on the club to, like you said, throw all that success away because he's done absolute bits for him. So I, I honestly think that the mutual consent is 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 true. And whatever played a part in it, I don't think Chris Wilder's head is in Sheffield as much as it was at one point yeah. at all. Mm. Obviously, hotly, hotly um, tipped whilst after first season... I still think he's held in high regard, but not as high, obviously. So, I mean, where do we where do we likely see him going next? I mean, I don't you don't need to name a specific club, but league level. I mean, I think we'll see him at a. I think we'll see him at like a bottom. I think we'll see him at like a bottom Premier League team, um, like a bottom six, maybe like a bo- just bottom half Premier League team. I think. Um, Newcastle, I think, would be yeah, that's the lucky team to I have it. Yeah, um, Newcastle will be down next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, Newcastle is one of those teams where like, if they went down, you still sort of class them as a Premier League team. Yeah. They're yeah, such yeah. a big club, but I don't know. I'd just be surprised to see him go to the Championship. I feel like I don't know. He was so like you got. Didn't he get nominated for the best manager FIFA, like best manager of the in the of the year, like FIFA award? He must have he done. Or, a thing. or he was close with him in Klopp, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know, but he's just. I, I I think he was so hotly tipped, and like England talk, like talk about. There's not many good English managers, or mm. many, and like he was tipped. So. What about West really Brom after after Big Sam? Is it, yeah, does does Big Sam keep him up? I don't know. West Brom is such a weird club. They're just the, the epitome of a yo-yo club. Which <clears> I don't know if that would yeah. entice him. Same as Norwich. The same as Norwich. Yo-yo club. Bounce up and down all the fucking yeah. time. Would that entice him? Would that <clears> entice him? <throat> no point. In, Norwich are going to come up this season. No point. They'll be back down next season. Yeah. No point in them coming up. If not, they'll, they'll survive a season. Come yeah. about fucking 16th and then go back down next season and, again. And you, and you know West Brom will be up. We'll probably it's, get top six next season. 
Do you it's just teams like that. I don't think they just they have the power or the money behind them to recruit to to be a mid level Premier League team. They're always going to be on that cusp. Yeah, they just don't spend the money, do they? No, they just don't. I mean, Norwich have some quality players. I know we're going off tangent here, but like Timo Pukki is not a Championship player in my eyes. He's he's high, he is he is a bottom Premier League player, I think. And Todd Cantwell, you know, they've got these these players who play really well for him, but. It just seems to me, it seems like it's a bit of a waste because it's, it's like these weird purgatory clubs, which are just top of championship, bottom Premier League. They're just there constantly. Mm. Um, but I I could see him at West Brom. I honestly could. Even if they get relegated, I could see him going after Big Sam because um, it might be another Sheffield for him where he can start lower down and try and get that success of going up. I'd like to, I don't think he will because they're a bit too high. I'd love to see him at like a club like Palace. Um, that's a good show. Roy's getting on a bit. They, they he's got a bit step down. Palace have got a bit of money. Yeah, Roy's he's boring, man, isn't he? He's, 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 he's like 70 on. Do you mean? Fair play to him. He's still working, but it's uh, time to retire, isn't it? <laughs> good on him, He's still getting the graft in. Like. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. I don't think he will get a job like that, mate. That he's waiting for his too... pension to kick in. <laughs> he's that got his pension, the bastard. He's probably getting above him. Palace might be a bit too early, but... That'll be nice to see. Maybe in the next. Yeah, goal. that is a good team. I think Palace do need a good manager. I think. Yeah, yeah good shout. Palace. Well. I think yeah, Palace a good shout. Um, one Bournemouth is potential because I think Woodgate's only been put on a contract to the end of the season, which is basically if they go up, probably it'll get the job. If not, then they'll be looking to employ again. Celtic's a weird one because Celtic's like almost a good stopgap. You know, uh, Rogers has gone there. And got Europa League there and done did really well. And then he got the job at Leicester. So I feel like step, if Wilder step. wants to sort of just keep his stock high until a Premier League club wants to go for him, if he's not asked about doing a championship club or a relegation battle, so it would make the most sense. What about um, Leeds after Bielsa? Step down to this season. Well, there's this word that he might leave. Yeah, I think these all these clubs is the standard of the Wilder he should be allowed to Situation manage that. Like, Whether yeah. he'll get it is no yeah. question, but mid-table to to relegation Good teams zone. for him. Like, yeah, I yeah. can see him in any team like that. Leeds, Wolves, you know, they're yeah, all potential yeah. teams that he could go to. I mean, because... Yeah. He can't go Wolves. Don't speak, I don't think he speaks, speaks he Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't suit him at all, yeah. I think yeah, it's, no, it's embedded there, isn't he? In Wolves. Nah, I think, well... It's so right, right. Not, not coming to an end as well. Um, I don't know how true that is, uh, but I, I, I can't remember what team it was, but there's speculation that he was going to go somewhere else. Who? All right, they'll have a good you know. season next season. All right, they'll get a couple of transfers and they'll uh, have a decent one. Maybe definitely top eight. Definitely top eight from next season. South, Southampton, rap, like he's he's been rated highly in that, but they, the drop off they've done is questionable. It's weird. This this Ever part since of ways. Off. Is one of the ones I kind of feel sorry for Wilder in a way, unless if it was his decision, then I completely get it. But it's just one of those ones that's like feels a bit ash if it wasn't. It's one of those ones where I want Sheffield to be like shit now. Like I want him to go yeah. down again because <laughs> I feel like they've got back-to-back relegations in two seasons, and then he got seventh, and now like you're Sheffield United, you're not. Like, you want what do you, you want expect? them to play Bolton. That's what you no, want. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you want them playing against hey. Newport County? Like on the Bowen weekend, have yeah. a, Bowen have gone eleven games unbeaten. So we're doing Unbelievable well. Scenes. Hey, that, hey, that that level. Yeah, I mean it's a, it is a weird one. I really didn't expect it to happen at this time. When I heard on talk sport, I was like, "Wow, yeah. like, that's that's really odd." 
Um, but yeah, you never know. They could do a Sunderland and go down twice in a row, like dive bomb again. And get they're, they're on their way back up, aren't they? Yeah, and a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen that documentary. It's, it's actually really good. It's yeah, a good it's watch, though. But like they got they got a new owner, haven't they? Sunderland now. You never know. Billionaire billionaire child owner. I say child, he's only like in his early twenties, but speaking of documentaries, another again, sorry, off on a tangent. That Juventus Portal game, which was a phenomenal game, by the way. Um Juventus are having their all or nothing filmed right now. So that game Serious? is gonna be in it. Um, Class. which I'm very stoked to watch because the all or nothing's are brilliant. I watched the City one and mm. um Tottenham. Juventus have got their own. Yeah, the Spurs. Tottenham one was good. The Spurs one was like a comedy show, man. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it was a fucking Jose Mourinho show. That's why. So yeah. you must have fucking loved that. I, <laughs> I haven't watched it. I'm not I, fucking you watched it. Weekend, uh, no, that's a lie. I don't have um, I don't have Prime. Oh my god. That one bit in there where the, he's watching eight TV quid. just goes up. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> "Fuck off." Eight quid. It's eight quid a month. First of all, you type fucking. Go on, go get it. That's like two meal deals and a lottery ticket. You fuck, I saw you put a tenner on a bet yesterday. it's not true. I don't bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the lads. I think um, we did relatively well there talking about teams that aren't just Liverpool, Man United. Um, so good job. Um, and yeah, so if you, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry, I fucked that so bad. <laughs> I fucked that so bad. Are you getting nervous for me? Right. You look I'm a bit out. red. You look a bit peaky. Like that. you're right. It's delighting. I, I had a vodka I did. Chill me out like fucking smash it. <laughs> All right, lads. I think we've done pretty well there. Talked about, um, didn't talk about Liverpool Man United too much. Uh, and yeah, so basically, um, the more of them, the more of the podcast is uh, Brighton have got a load of good players. Um, and on that note, We'll see. I'll see you all very soon. You've listened to the Top 4 Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share the podcast. Tag us on the socials at the Top 4 Podcast. And it's four with a number four. And uh, have a great week. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Ta-da, please. <laughs>